Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we made it, folks. We are now officially in the off-season. Super Bowl 55 concluded. And uh, actually, as I'm recording it, the game hasn't been played. But by the time you hear this podcast, it will have uh, been played. And we will know if whether the Chiefs or the Bucks are the new world champions. Um, for the Giants, it doesn't really matter. You know, today is a brand new day. Everybody goes back to zero and zero. And it's all about getting ready for the 2021 season. So uh, during the off season, for the time being, we are going to continue to bring you five shows of a week, um, and we have some different topics that we're going to cover on the uh, Locked On Giants podcast. We'll start off with um, mock draft Monday, which uh, I'll try and, and find a different mock draft, including my own, to discuss. And then on Tuesdays, we will do Twitter Tuesdays. So you know, get those questions in so I have them and I can get them recorded and get a show out for you, answering the questions that you want to you know, have answered. Wednesdays, I'm going to try and do um, a, a toss-up. I haven't quite decided it. We're supposed to do a year in review, but we've kind of uh, done our year in review. I've reviewed all the different positions. And um, so Wednesday's still kind of open. Thursday, we're going to do a throwback Thursday theme. And then Fridays will be a free agency Friday. But I also want to tell you guys that, um, you know, I threw out the idea of doing a fan appreciation week a listener appreciation week and a lot of you responded and thought it would be a really good idea so i have details on how we're going to get that done what i need you to do if you're interested is you're going to text the word big blue to four seven four seven four seven and what that will do will send you a link with the application form it's a short form basically your name and all that stuff you know and why you want to be on the show and you know just fill that out and i think you have until friday to get that done and then once i get all the applications in i'll uh, try scheduling everybody uh, or those people you know who who took the process seriously and um, we'll, we'll see if we can't devote an entire show to um not, not i'm sorry an entire week's worth of shows i should say towards you know, my appreciation of you guys and gals as listeners to the Locked on Giants podcast. If for some reason you don't have texting ability and you still want to get in, just drop an email to LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com and just tell me you want the application and I will send you the link. That's not a problem. But uh, texting is probably the easiest way. Do remember that, you know, um, message and data rates may apply depending on your plan. So hope to hear from you and uh, look forward to, to seeing your stories and why you th- would like to come on the Locked on Giants podcast as part of Fan Appreciation Week. All right. So since it is a mock draft Monday, I went and I did a three-round mock draft because a lot of the mocks that have been put out so far either just do the first round or the first two rounds. I decided to put out a three-round mock draft, and I put that out over the weekend on Giants Country. Now, just a quick word about the mock drafts that have come out. I would say a good 95% of them have some sort of offensive playmaker, be it Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, or Kyle Pitts 
as the number one overall draft pick. I, at this, as of this writing, and, and this, you know, understand that uh, as time goes on and as free agency picks up and we have these pro days and all this other stuff, my opinion is subject to change, but I think the Giants are going to go offense in the first round. And I'm going to give you my picks in each round. And we'll start off with um, how I came up with the draft, what tools and, and um, methods I use for this mock draft. So I've been using the Draft Network's mock draft simulator because I feel it's important that if you're going to do a mock draft, you have to see how the board is going to fall. You can't just pick three names out of a hat and, and say, these are going to be my guys. So that's what I've been doing. Um, there were no trades as part of the simulation, and I put more of an emphasis on the scouting profiles that Nick Filato has been doing for me over at Giants Country, because Nick really does a great job. If you're not checking out his draft profiles, uh, definitely give a, you know, visit Giants Country and, and check out the draft column. Um, so that's how I have, have done my mock draft. And my first round pick is t Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Now, when I picked Pitts, um, the top three receivers had been off the board, and that includes Jamar Chase of LSU. And Pitts just happened to be the next best available player when I was on the clock at number 11 for the Giants. Now, usually what I do is I look for best available, but it has to marry a need. So if there are like five guys that are you know, within a range and one of them, you know, let's say it's, it, it's picks best available 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. And let's say, you know, I'm up and at 17, that doesn't mean I'm going to pick the 17th best player off the board. I might pick 20 or 21 if that need batter matches what I perceive to be the Giants need. And we all know the Giants need playmakers. Now, in picking a tight end over a wide receiver here, Kyle Pitts is obviously a player who can, um, you know, he, he could, like Evan Ingram was meant to be, he can line up all over the place. And let me just backtrack a little bit. The reason why I went tight end and not a different receiver is A, because of value, and B, I don't think Evan Ingram has a long-term future with this team. Now, he's under contract. You know, the Giants did pick up his option year this year, this coming season, I should say, 2021. And, you know, I I don't think he's going to be traded. I, I'd be surprised. But, you know, Evan Ingram, you know, we've been waiting now four seasons for him to have that breakout year. And all we've gotten is just a tease here and there. I mean, I hate to say it because I like Evan. Uh, you guys know that. I like Evan. But he's been a coach killer. You know, for every flash of brilliance you see from him, you see several plays in which he does something stupid and just makes you sit there and want to pull your hair out. And I, I just don't think the Giants can continue with this. I mean, they finally got a full season out of Evan Ingram. You know, he made it through 16 games without really, you know, any injury issues and his numbers just weren't you know they, they didn't stand out to where you to where you get excited about his future with this team okay so let's look at a few of those numbers 
touchdowns. He had only one touchdown reception. That is, that's a career low. Nowhere near what he did as a rookie when he logged six. Um, he had 29 first downs, which, you know, was a, his second highest. Again, his best season was his rookie season, 2017. Um, in terms of targets, in terms of receptions, in terms of receiving yards, touchdowns, first downs, you name it, um, that that was his best season by far. And he just hasn't caught up to that yet. Um, now, interesting, the Giants, you know, they used Evan Ingram a little bit more on rushing attempts. He had a career-high six rushing attempts for 26 yards and one touchdown. But really, that's not how I want to see my tight end being used. I mean, where were the runs up the scene? We didn't see a whole lot of that. We didn't see a lot of Evan Ingram uh, split out wide. Kyle Pitts is a guy that I think is a better fit. Um, a guy who can do all this stuff. You know, a guy who came from from a from a pro style offense down in in uh, in college and. You know, I get people who who say, well, look, is Jason Garrett going to be creative enough to use Kyle Pitts if they draft him? I think that, I think he will be. You know, I think the lack of creativity you might have seen from Jason Garrett is a result of, A, a new offensive line that was trying to come together and didn't really allow for the creativity, and B, the fact that, you know, you had a second-year quarterback learning a new system again, and the conditions just, you know, look, sometimes you want to be creative, but you have to take into consideration all the other factors. And I think what Jason Garrett did was he kept everything simple while everybody was getting acclimated and everybody was learning this new system and, and getting comfortable in it. And by that time, it was like, okay, look, we're about more than halfway into the season, so we're not going to we're not going to turn it up just yet. It's coming, folks. I really believe that Jason Garrett um, is, is going to be more creative with how he uses guys next year because of that second-year comfort level. And hopefully because they have a guy like Kyle Pitts, uh, who's a playmaker in their lineup. Folks, you're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. It's a mock draft Monday. Stay with us. More on this mock draft done by yours truly after these messages. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. <laughs> 
Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And we here on the Locked On Giants podcast are doing a mock draft Monday, and we're kicking it off. Uh, this this will probably be a weekly feature. I'll try to do it on a weekly basis, but we're kicking it off with a mock draft that I did for Giants Country, a three-round mock draft. And by the way, if you, you have thoughts about the mock draft that I did, drop me a line, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Good or bad, you know, I always tell people after I publish a mock draft, mock away, and, you know, most of you do, and some of you are very supportive, and I appreciate the opinions either way. Uh, Just, you know, as long as there's no insults involved there, because there's really no uh, room for insults. But anyway, um, let's go on to uh, round two and who I picked for the New York Giants in round two and why. So uh, after getting my playmaker... Kyle Pitts in round one. I went defense in round two. And I really, really was thrilled that this guy was at um, at the pick when I went on the clock. And he would have been the 43rd overall pick. I went with USC interior defensive lineman Jay Tufeli. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Tufeli. Um, the reason why I went defense there is, number one, uh, Jay Tufeli was the best available when I was on the clock at number 43. But more importantly, this matches up with a big need. I am convinced more than ever that the Giants will not be able to retain both Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency. I mean, I hope that they can, but I, you know, have played around with the salary cap. Um, I played around with different projections and I just don't see it happening, folks. Now, if the salary cap, the projected salary cap is higher than the uh, one, the, the range of 175 to 180 that I've seen quoted in various reports, maybe they could get something done, but I'm just not counting on it. And I think when you have a scenario like that, if you have to choose between a pass rusher and a run stopper, you keep the pass rusher. I mean, the pass rush, if you think about it, the Giants pass rush as it is, is, isn't, you know, it, it's lacking firepower. The fact that they were able to generate 40 sacks through the scheme is a testament to Patrick Graham and the job he did. But ideally, at some point, you want to start adding firepower, individual firepower, guys that are going to draw double and triple team blocks. The Giants haven't had that in years. You know, think back to, to the time in 2011 when they had um, JPP and Umanura and Tuck. That's what you ultimately want to get to. And, I, and to me, to give up on a Leonard Williams to keep Dalvin Tomlinson, it just doesn't make sense because then who's your stud pass rusher? You really don't have one. So that said, if Dalvin Tomlinson walks and you draft a Jay Tufeli, um, this is a guy who is athletic. This is a guy who can play on special teams for you. Um, 
just to give you some of his stats, now he did not play in 2020, but he recorded 54 career tackles, 10 for a loss, in 24 games played. He had six and a half sacks and an interception and a fumble recovery for a touchdown, plus he blocked a field goal all in his college career. That's pretty good um, for for a, an interior defensive lineman. He's a, he's a typical, you know, Gettleman hog molly. Um, he's actually not that much smaller in size than, than Tomlinson. Tomlinson is listed as, uh, 6'3", 320, and Tefeli is 6'3", 315. Um, and Tefeli has that, that versatility to play wherever you need him along the defensive line. So I, you know, the more I studied on this kid, and again, I hope I'm getting his last name right. I, I apologize if I'm not. But the more I, I read up on him, the more I thought, wow, this guy, I'm sure he's going to draw interest from the Giants because of his versatility and what he brings to the table. I mean, you're talking an athletic defensive tackle um, with a motor who will hustle 20 or so yards down the field. Um a guy who's disruptive on pass plays and, and uh, you know, just is really a good run stuffer. If he is there in the second round, I go for it. I I mean, <laughs> there's no question in my mind that I, I go for a guy like that. Um, so you're filling a need and also getting, I think, good value if you go in that direction at, at uh, the, in the second round. And, um, you know, look, the Giants, I guess if they can't get a, a, a good guy at, you know, in, in the draft, they could bring back Austin Johnson, who I always thought was kind of a poor man, Stalvin Tomlinson. He was a guy that worked with defensive line coach Sean Spencer at Penn State. And I always wondered if perhaps he was the backup plan if Tomlinson did walk. Now, Austin Johnson is also going to be a free agent, but I think he's somebody you might be able to get back on a on a reasonable contract if all else fails. And I do think the Giants will resign him because you can't just assume that, you know, certain guys are going to be available in the draft and you're going to get them. But I would love to see, you know, uh Tufeli, if if he's there, at, you know, I I think he could be a really good asset on that, uh, on that Giants defensive line. And, um, look, they're going to need playmakers there as well. And if they could get a guy who can take up that Dalvin Tomlinson role and then add his own firepower to that defensive line, you know, Leonard Williams so many times last year credited Dalvin for doing some of the dirty work inside that allowed him to make the plays that he made. And you don't, again, you don't want to see them break up that band, but if they have to, um, and you can get this rookie in there to go along with uh, Williams and uh, Dexter Lawrence the second. Uh, I think you'd have yourself a pretty good and young defensive line that you know conceivably you could you could have now for for several years. And isn't that you know what it's all about building not only depth and quality depth, but also having these guys around for more than just a season or two together. Folks, you're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're doing a mock draft Monday, and we're breaking down my mock draft, my three-round mock draft. Stay with us after these messages and find out who I drafted for the Giants in the third round right after this. Have you tried the all-new and improved Built Bar? 
If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants, Segment 3. And the Locked on Podcast Network has your Super Bowl 55 recap covered for every single angle. After this podcast, check out Locked on Today for the biggest storylines. Peacock and Williamson for the X's and O's. And check out the Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Bucks podcast for in-depth local expertise on everything Super Bowl 55. And as a reminder, folks, don't forget tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. So please get your questions in. I'm going to look to record the show probably about eight o'clock on a Monday night. So you have until then to get your questions in. You can send them to Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet them to me at Patricia underscore trainer. Please tag them. Ask P train P T R-A-I-N. This way I will find them very easily and I will be able to get them into tomorrow's show. And also one other quick reminder, um, if you would like to be considered for our Locked On Giants Fan Appreciation Week, please uh, check out our application. You can get that by texting uh, Big Blue, all one word, to 474747. And that will give you a link to the online application. Um, it's a short application. Just fill that out. Send it in. Deadline is this Friday. And um, if you get selected, I'll be in touch. And we'll coordinate how we'll work this. And we'll you know, get you on the show. If we don't do a week's worth of show, we'll certainly bring different fans on um, you know, at least once a week. I would like to do something if, if we can. Uh, in that regards, if you don't have texting ability, send an email to lockedongiantspodcast at gmail.com and I will make sure you get an application, a link to the application by email. All right, so we are doing a mock draft Monday and I'm talking about my mock draft. I did a three round mock draft and I've already gone over my first two picks Kyle Pitts, Florida uh, tight end. Um, and then USC interior defensive lineman Jay Tufeli. Uh Now for th- round three. And this is a guy who um, I'm not sure, you know, he, he popped up as being best available. I need to kind of do a little bit more on him. But I, you know, only because Nick Filato at Giants Country did, a, did an article on him, a scouting breakdown on him. And I was able to get some more information. Um... And he also fit a need, this particular player. So I went with Carlos Basham Jr. of Wake Forest, nicknamed Boogie, by the way. Boogie because uh, as a child, he liked to dance. So, you know, he, he came up, he was given the nickname Boogie Basham, which I think is absolutely precious. But anyway, um, Edge Rusher, uh, let's talk about that for a second for the Giants. Edge Rusher 
is a spot that the Giants just haven't been able to to stock. Um, they have brought in day two picks. Um, you know, they had uh, Lorenzo Carter, who started to show some signs of, of life this year. O'Shane Zimenez, who was in his second season. And, you know, once in a while he flashes, but nothing really consistent. And the Giants just haven't really had a stud pass rusher since trading Jason Pierre-Paul. And I just think that's something that, you know, hopefully they're, they're, they're going to be able to end. Now, this year, based on everybody I've spoken to who's been in the scouting community, this is not a good year for, for pass rushers. So you're going to see probably a lot of day two picks where where uh, pass rushers go to teams that need that extra firepower. Um, you're not going to have like a, a Chase Young, you know, a generational pass rusher talent sitting in the first round or, you know, it, it's just not a good class. And free agency, a, a solid pass rusher is going to cost you big bucks. So... That's you might see a few of those guys maybe hit the market, but again, if you if you're a team that doesn't have a whole lot of cap space and you have other pressing needs, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and that's where the Giants I think are right now. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Basham. Um, Basham, from what I you know from the scouting reports I've seen. He's not an every-down player just yet, but he has the potential to be a situational pass rusher. Now, the Giants, like I said, in, in, the, in the heydays, they would have a rotation. Three guys, you know, uh, whether it was Strahan, Tuck, and O.C., or J.P.P., Tuck, and O.C., they had three guys, and they were able to create that NASCAR package that was that worked so well, all those pass rushers getting after the quarterback. Right now, the Giants really don't have that. And I'd be okay, I think, if they could find a guy who could be a situational pass rusher, maybe be part of a, a potential NASCAR package. Um I don't know necessarily if Basham is, is is the guy, um, but I will say this based on what I was able to find for, about him. Um, he has power. He has more than one pass rush moves, and he's got a very high football IQ. So that might just be good enough to be effective. All right. Now, is he a premier pass rusher? Not just yet at this point in his development. But he has some of the things that you can't teach in in a pass rusher. And um, that's all you can ask for, you know, the effort. Um, and it could just be good enough for the Giants until they ultimately find that next stud pass rusher on the edge. Uh, but, you know, listen, Patrick Graham, as I mentioned before, has done a good job with using the scheme to create, uh, you know, a pass rush. You know, he, he despite not having a stud pass rusher, despite the injuries he had at outside linebacker, that the Giants were, I think, ranked 12th in number of sacks. Pretty darn impressive, I think. And if you consider, you know, that they also had a revolving door at outside linebacker because of injury, and they didn't really have a good uh, second corner 
you know, to go alongside of James Bradbury to kind of help with that pass rush. Um, again, Graham did a great job. Let's not take that away from him. But I'd like to see the Giants develop a pass rush rotation because right now you would say, okay, they have um, Carter coming back. They have O'Shane Zimenez coming back. That's it. I mean, up front you have Leonard Williams, but I'm talking now on the edges here. So let's let's let me just make that clear. So you know, they may sign Kyler Fackrell to another one-year deal. I would I would not mind that at all if they can you know work that out with another one-year deal for Kyler Fackrell, and then you add another young player to that mix, and now you have um, a rotation of four different guys. You know it. it can can you make the argument that you know uh, the the sum is going to be greater than the parts? I don't know, but um, what I do know is the Giants. You know, they they the pass rusher has been a need now for years, and going for it in free agency, I think they might have learned their lesson with that. You know, they they tried it with um, Olivier Vernon who was a solid number two pass rusher, not the number one at which he was paid. Uh, you know, you've got to, you've got to develop these guys homegrown and they don't grow on trees, unfortunately. So when one comes along, if you can't grab them, then, then, uh, you know, you just have to wait. You just have to be patient. And I think for the time being, the Giants are just going to have to do this by committee as opposed to having that, you know, that one stud pass rusher on the outside edge that will take up, you know, multiple blockers that you can move around and whatnot. And, you know, again, Patrick Graham is the right man to move these guys around and come up with ways to deploy them and get the most out of them. So I don't necessarily think that will be a bad thing if they go that down that path. So... All right, Jay fans, so there you have it, my three-round mock draft. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. And uh, as always, mock away. If you have thoughts about it, send them to me, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, Twitter Tuesday. Don't forget, Fan Appreciation Week. You know what to do. Um, And I hope I hear from you. So, Thanks so much for tuning in on this uh, Mock Draft Monday, and we will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode of Locked on Giants Podcast, Twitter Tuesday edition. This is Patricia Trainer. Have a good one.